Okay, everybody, we're cutting back into the booth here. I am so excited to have someone with me that I just, I have so much respect for. Of course, anyone at the NBA that does all that the NBA does, but we have Marina Walsh, who is heading up the finance and accounting uh, management, I mean, the, the accounting and financial management webinar or seminar here, here for the next couple of days. So good to have you here with us. Oh, it's great to be here, David. Thank you. Yeah, I'm so excited to have you on the radio program. And we have a whole special, we're going to bring you on for a whole 20, 30 minutes in one of our upcoming podcasts. So we're very excited about having you as a guest. Talk a little bit about Everyone, you're here at the at Alight. You flew mm-hmm. in. You're. I just I want to applaud you first of all for allowing them to to partner up and be alongside. Sometimes that doesn't always work. This you've been able to find a relationship with Alight because there's really good alignment. Talk a little bit about that if you can. I know we're not looking for an endorsement, I'm not, but just just your view of Alight and why why you showed up here. Sure. Alight is a wonderful technology company and a premier member of the Mortgage Bankers Association. We're so happy with our affiliation with them. Um, they're a sponsor of the Accounting and Financial Management Conference, and they're okay, really trying fine. to understand um, their They're trying to understand the pe- their clients, the ones that they serve, oh, and good. so. By having this, by attending our conference over three days, they really get to understand what are the challenges, what are the financial reporting challenges, um, particularly for the independent mortgage bankers and the mid-sized banks. I'm excited about the product because I know as having owned three mortgage banking companies or involved in ownership of three mortgage banking companies, what a valuable tool this is because working with spreadsheets is one thing. But let's talk about the MBA's accounting and financial management conference. It starts tomorrow. Let's get into talking a little bit about um, what this event, some of the speakers that are going to be here. Mm -hmm. So those that are, that can still make it in here, they can still register, they can get in here. Uh, But talk about it. And those that are missing it, why they should should have probably been in here to register. So give us some insights of the conference. Well, first of all, we have record attendance, over 470 attendees. And what's interesting about the folks who are attending this year is a lot of new folks. There are a lot of companies who have never attended this conference before. So in addition to the veterans who I'm used to seeing, having been part of this for over 15 years, I get to meet a lot of new companies. So let's get into some of the speakers and some of the items, some of the things that are Well, we're starting it out. We're kicking it off with Mike Ratt and Tony, who's our chief economist at MBA, and he's going to be talking about the economic. Oh yeah, he's going to be talking about the economic forecast, and obviously, I'm sure he'll give us some tidbits on the election and what the election result will mean for the mortgage business. Um, and then we're having sessions on profitability um, that I'm going to speak at, as well as Jim Cameron from Stratmore Group and Tammy Dahlstrom from Mutual Bank of Omaha. Um, we're also going to have a star-studded panel of folks speaking on origination and servicing of government loans, which is a very big topic right now. Um, we have Michael Chen Young um, from Prospect, who is going to be talking about treasury management and cash management mm-hmm. and liquidity for independent mortgage bankers. Mm-hmm. A lot of sessions specifically geared toward independent mortgage bankers, again, and as well as That's community good. banks. We have ones on on. Uh, uh, Cecil reserves and non-Cecil reserves. Um, we have a CFO panel um, that Mike McCauley, who okay. was just on your show, yeah. was talking about. So, yeah, he's going to be moderating a session on CFOs. We have um, folks talking about mortgage company valuation on our last day. 
um, and capital raising, which is so important. Oh, that's really important. Mm -hmm. I think that's going to be a bigger issue as we move forward into where things are going. Are you seeing one of the questions that several people wrote me and said, hey, you're going to have a brain on, ask her this. Are you starting to see continued consolidation among the independents? We're seeing a whole new crop of new companies that have never been in business before. It's a a reemergence of a, a number of new de novos. That's a really encouraging trend. That is encouraging. Overall, based on the Humda data, in terms of consolidation within the mortgage industry in general, we're down to fewer than 7,000 lenders. And just to give you some perspective on that, in 2008, we were at almost 8,500 lenders. So as an industry, we're consolidating. At the same time, the independents are doing pretty well. They've gained market share, and in terms of count, they're doing well. Um, uh, and so there, there are new entrants. It's just that the barriers to entry is a little bit higher it than is it was before. It's definitely higher, and the operational component, the complexities of our, of our industry are there. That's why many people need to attend the Independent Mortgage Bankers Conference that's coming up in January. That, would be really that is about. exactly yeah, right. Yeah. Independent Mortgage Bankers, and it's in Palm Springs. So, <laughs> I mean, can't beat that. <laughs> that one. So let's talk a little bit about the MBAs, along with many of us, were shocked and amazed at this election. And I've been, I'm speaking tomorrow. I have to fly back. I'm so bummed I can't be at this conference. I have to fly back and speak, and I'm talking about what it means with this election. What can we anticipate? And so Mike's one of those phone calls I want to make. Uh, is he flowing out here yet? Because I want to try to connect with him so before I go to the podium tomorrow at noon. He is flying out. He will be here tomorrow. Okay. He'll be here late tonight, I believe. Uh, okay, so mm-hmm. I may have to miss him. I may have to catch him early tomorrow morning. Hopefully I'll get it. If you see him, let him know Dave's going to be calling because he's speaking at noon Central Time. Let's talk a little bit about that surprise because when we were at the NBA, I mean, it was a foregone conclusion. Hillary's going to be the president. I mean, we all, you guys were not just you, but I mean, everybody had that baked in to what we were as the reality. I, I still don't think it necessarily changes the mission of MBA. No, um, going not. back to what we talked about at annual, our MBA chairman, Rodrigo Lopez, who's coming in, he focused on three specific elements. You know, clarity in terms of the regulations, um, diversity in terms of the types of folks that, uh, you know, the diversity of mm-hmm. of um, participants and millennials, the, yes. exactly, and low income, and then technology. So those three themes are still important themes for MBA. So it doesn't really change. No, it doesn't what we change. Do. No, but I think with yeah. the outlook, I mean, the forecasting you guys are doing has got to, because Mike's got to be redoing. His, oh, I'm letting Mike. He, he did have a statement on it that came out last week um, in that. Uh, you know, depending on what happens, the treasury rate is up. And so what that could mean is that we move more towards a purchase market sooner and that refinancing market dries up a little sooner, but I'll let him speak to that tomorrow. tomorrow. I can't wait to hear what Mm -hmm. those volumes, if there's any projections on the volume numbers, if that's going to change, it's obviously going to have an impact. We see refinances drying up and we see the impact of, you know, 300 basis points move already 
mm-hmm. we've seen in this. That that's significant. So we could have a we could have a different outlook here pretty quickly. And that's the cliffhanger. I know. Till tomorrow. Oh gosh! And I have to be in an airplane. <laughs> Thank God. Well, you have to text me or let me know what happens before I go to the podium tomorrow. What time is he speaking? Is he speaking tomorrow? He he, he kicks off our conference. Oh good. At one fifteen. Are you going to simulcast that? We need to get that simulcast. I need to show oh. you. How we're doing that here. We need to do it. I'll teach you how to do that. Uh, so anyway, what are some of the things that you're seeing in the projections? What are some of the obvious things that you're going, you know, well, we have to really go back and reexamine these parts of our projections for 2017. Anything that yeah. comes to mind? Well, other I'll, than focus, interest I'll focus on profitability mm-hmm. because that's what I, I yeah. sort of track and on a regular basis. You do a basis. great job of it. Profitability and revenues. I mean, we had a, an exceptionally good oh, past kidding. two quarters. The second quarter and the third quarter, thanks to Brexit, yeah. very strong. I think we're looking at profitability of 72 basis points. Wow. So it really, I, I think the profitability, it, it really depends on what type of company you are. You can't say, you know, you can say as an industry, we may not be as profitable as 2016. But then there are these pockets, those who have always, the independent mortgage companies and other banks who have been focused on purchase production should do very, very well in a purchase market because they're used to doing it. Those that depended on refinancing will be a little bit more challenged or will have to rely on their correspondent channel to bring in that purchase production. To bring the production, but not necessarily the profits. What about the consumer direct component? We're starting to hear some numbers where consumer direct is, is so much more profitable. And I would love to get your thoughts on that. Is the numbers that you're seeing from your studies, is that bearing that out, that consumer direct is significantly more profitable? Consumer Direct is profitable, but we're still not seeing purchase production going there, except in a few cases. So it's mostly refinances. Very heavily refinancing. And if you look at the breakout, we actually did some analysis breaking out the Consumer Direct net income between sort of the the type or purpose of having a Consumer Mm. Direct channel. So if you look at servicing portfolio retention, which is basically churning your servicing portfolio, the six-year average was over 160 basis points, very, very high. Then when you start getting into others like new customer acquisition, it goes down to 54 basis points. But still, that's a respectable number. But, you know, wide range, there are different models in there. You could have a company that has a strong anchor product, such as insurance yeah, or another product, point. and they're more, uh, they're in a better position to take advantage of the consumer direct model. What are some of the trends Miranda, that are surprising you, that you're saying, man, this one I just didn't see coming. What are some of the trends that are kind of getting you on like, huh, or, or that you might find more curious than other trends? Well, I think sales costs. We focus a lot on fulfillment costs. Right, you do. We focus on the processing, underwriting, and closing, and being able to control those costs. And we believe that that's what's baked into the cost of compliance is those fulfillment costs. But at the same time, we really need to look at the sales cost, too. Um, and keep in mind, especially in retail, loan officers are paid on a commission basis, rising loan balance environment. So a bigger portion of your per loan costs are going towards those sales costs. So the idea is, is there, what is the alternative? Right. Um, you know, you, you can bring down your fulfillment costs, and that mm-hmm. will take care 
that, that will take care of maybe 500 to $1,000 per loan, but you still have that sales component. But at the same time, you need your great loan officers. You really do. You need them to get so, in that purchase production. So it's a conundrum. <laughs> the recent past president, Bill Emerson, who I just think the world of, I love mm-hmm. his leadership he brings. And you look at Rocket Mortgage and what a brilliant move from a marketing standpoint. I'm sure you guys had a close look at that during that time and are continually. Are the app, such as Rocket Mortgage, really making a, a significant difference and dropping loan officer compensation costs? I would think. I I can't speak to it because I'm just not familiar with the exact data points at at Quicken. Right. Um, they're a private well, company. It, yeah. So what, there's generally speaking, do you, what's your hunch on that? You look at numbers and you're very driven by the numbers that you're seeing, but you're also very smart and you look at patterns and trends and you why you are, I respect you. One of the reasons I respect you so much, Maria, is you're careful to stay off the slippery slope of trying to forecast things foolishly. But there's got to be something. Because I'll be wrong. <laughs> when they talk about economists, all they is is a group of people that are just. I was just listening to a podcast talking about. You know, I was thinking of Fred Tony was like, "This is monkeys throwing darts can be more accurate on predicting the economy than economists." I go, but I know so many. Doug Duncan and and Brinkman and I love so much. And but they sound great, don't they? they? Dang, they sound good. It makes me feel good when I'm listening to. Them. But you're looking at data too, and those those things that are really outliers this last year. What were some of the things that were outliers that in in the in the data analysis? In terms of cost specifically? Yes, specifically cost, yes. Um, I, I, I don't know if this necessarily – folks were still recovering from the trade impl- right. implementation, obviously, yes. that went into effect a year ago. Yeah. Um, and so there was cost associated with that. Um, I, I think we were definitely helped out by the two refi oh, boomlets in February mm-hmm. and then again in, in June that we didn't anticipate. So yes. that definitely helped that was in an terms outlier. of bringing down. Yeah. So the costs actually did go down. So now that with the CFPB ruling, with the, the PHH ruling, mm-hmm. does that bring confusion and going to continue to raise costs on the compliance side? Or is this going to cause things to settle down? And then also mm-hmm. the anticipation now that we have, you know, President-elect Trump coming into the – and he's talked about how he wants to deregulate things. I, I don't think CFPB mm-hmm. is going away. I don't – looking. I'm not – if anyone's looking for any massive overhauls anytime soon, I just don't see that happening. But mm-hmm. do you see the costs of compliance dropping at all? I actually don't yet. Yeah, I don't, uh, I, I don't see them dropping uh, just because until there is writing, until there are written, there's written clarity, mm-hmm. not spoken clarity. There needs to be written clarity to some of the rules. There's too much gray still. And that's why it's such an important part of MBA's mission and our incoming MBA chair's mission to just get that clarity out there. If we know the rules, we can follow them. But when there's bread, it's, it's, so. it, it, it's tough. If there's anyone who has a great relationship with Cordray, it has been David Stevens. I mean, the, there, at least from what I can see, there's been a real concerted effort by David and everyone mm-hmm. within the MBA to get clarity on this. Why has it been so difficult from your perspective, Maria, to get them to, be, to bring that clarity? 
is it they don't understand the business? That's what I've heard is one explanation, and they therefore struggle to bring clarity when they don't understand it. What would... I don't know. I just think they have a lot on their plate. They're a new organization. They're trying to tackle a lot of different issues, not just mortgage. That's true. So there's a, a lot on their plate to do. There are a lot of rulings that come out through them. And yeah. uh, so, well, so, but we do hope, we do hope that there would be um, more clarity going forward. Several people wrote me when I wrote, put out an email saying, I'm going to get to interview Marina for a few minutes. Here they go and say, get her thoughts on, on the cost cutting, I mean, or, on, on the cost reduction on, on, and on the regulation, specific to regulation. And I've been saying, I don't think costs are going to be going down there. I think they're going to be going up because when you're dealing with transition from where mm-hmm. we're at, even though there's a lot of lack of definition, a lot of clarity, mm-hmm. I think it's only going to get worse as we um, move forward. Is what and it's not just CFBB we're talking about. States, one, 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 well, there's the states and the DOJ enforcement oh, right. actions as well. False Claims Act is something that really, really is of concern for a lot of our companies, some very well companies. Um, One of the kind going of the, through the enforcement actions, which gets me to the last question I want to ask you. What is the thing that the number one thing that Marina Walsh would tell our, our listeners, most many of which are independent mortgage bankers? This is where you need to focus in 2017. I think independent mortgage bankers need to focus on liquidity and mm. having capital. And uh, that's a big concern. That's a big concern among um, uh uh, those at Ginny May and just in general, we're entering a new market yeah. now. Um, it's going to be tougher. It's not 2012 when basically you could retain servicing for That's free. Right. Yeah. It's a different, it's a different mortgage servicing right market out there. Yeah, we is. saw the impairments in the first half of the year that, that, you know, and, and most independent mortgage bankers did not hedge their um, servicing rights. And so while it's still a paper value, if at some point they need to sell their servicing rights, then there's the challenge there. So I would say liquidity, have cash on hand. Just be careful. Stay well yeah. run, well managed. Yeah. And that also leads back to what we were talking about, a light. That's yeah. what a light does, is being able to project your cash needs. In real time manner with empirical data is coming into a dashboard that you can actually look at and then play what ifs. I it. love it. Thank you so much for coming over here and spending a few minutes. I just love the work that you do at the NBA. Costs are one of those things where someone has got to go just get themselves messy and roll in that, all that detail. You do an amazing <laughs> job of it. Thank you so oh, much. Thanks, David. Appreciate you. I'm looking forward to having you on the radio program as we especially get to the servicing it's conference. January. Yeah, really, really I'm good. looking forward to that. I am too. Thank you. So let's talk a little, just a little plug for the servicing conference that's coming up. So let's give it a quick plug. People need to be attending it. Who's going to be speaking yes. at that and what, why should people attend it? Yes. We're still putting together the agenda as we speak now, but a lot of industry experts, um, we're going to cover technology. We're going to cover operating efficiencies in servicing, servicing oversight, Subservicing, there's something for everybody, whether you're an independent or a bank, and that's going to be in mid February. Yeah, especially mid February. And then we have the M&A conference that's coming up. That's going to be a two day event. You're this time instead of a one day event, you're doing a two day event. It's February 22nd to 23rd, also in Dallas. And David, you are going to be leading our super session for I'm that. Looking forward to that with the attorneys, legal and yeah. accounting experts. So we're excited about that, and uh, some other workshops we have in store for you banks out there. 
there are banks out there, but also for some independents, we have our CRA workshop down in Charlotte that's on good. December 15th. Okay, wow. Oh, that's coming and, up this year yet? Yeah. Man, yeah, man. That's coming you up. guys are busy putting this out. It's such good material, these conferences. It's, it's so important people be plugged into them. Thank you so yeah. much for taking a few minutes to join me here. Thank you. Appreciate it. Have a good one. Have a wonderful All right, folks, we've had Marina Walsh in here talking, getting a chance to give us an update on all that's going on at the NBA, the conferences. Get out and attend these conferences, and it's not too late to come and attend this conference here at the Accounting and Financial Management. Good to have you with us. We're going to go back out to the the podium and listen to them present to us. 